You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Open Canvas, I'm Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest. Um, I mean, we've known each other for a few years now. And um, yeah, I just feel like, you know, every time that I go to an event that you're DJing, um, or even like more recently, the Open Canvas at AP event that you DJed, you know, I just feel like you you carry a, a very specific energy. And it's, it's very much rooted in, in understanding, like, the power of music. Right. And I feel like, you know, just from, from even, like, partying with you, even when you're not DJing, I remember when we were at a party together and just everybody was just dancing. I just feel like you understand the moment and understanding making the most of that moment. <laughs> you know, so, so I just got nothing but respect for, for how you sort of carry yourself um, and also how you, how you take your craft seriously. Um, so, and I appreciate you making the trip uh, to come, you know, chill with me for the podcast, The Open Canvas. Um, so without any further ado, please introduce yourself. Hey. <laughs> um, I am Khadija. I go by AQ. Yeah, I'm an Afro House DJ. Been doing this for a little minute now, um, and I'm still going. Um, still got a lot to work on, but... As Tosh said, I do take it very seriously because this is something that genuinely makes me happy more, like, more than... I mean, I, I do a lot of things, but as of now, this is what like really is Yeah. what's really taking my time. Definitely. So, Definitely. obviously, that means something, right? Yeah, yeah. How long have we known each other? At least two years, right? Um, I want to say two years. Around, I think I mentioned around the time I met Kevon. Oh, okay. I uh, think, yeah, honestly, because yeah. once I met Kevon, I met like... Everyone. everyone else yeah so i think around the time i met you yeah maybe even kevon connected us i don't know i think kevon probably connected yeah, us yeah yeah shout out, shout out to like gaijin yeah, yeah, yeah. he's also been on the open canvas anyone mm-hmm. who's listening you can listen to his episode too but um yeah him as well i just feel like you know both of you guys have sort of like been very consistent um which is you know i'm, I'm just beginning to to learn just like how how much work goes into you know you guys and, and you guys your work as mm-hmm. djs and how many nights you spend you know sort of up working on your craft Man. and then also djing events and mm-hmm. you know really taking the time to do it right. right so so i just got nothing but respect for you you know you know it really does take a lot of work because to be honest besides me djing i work um I work in marketing um, with Essence Magazine, and to be honest, that takes a lot of my time too. So, having to juggle both things is a lot, but it's there's a balance. Luckily, my job did not like. I mean, it's a demanding ass job. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not getting wrong. Like, it's yeah. Essence Magazine, but Definitely. they still let me. They're still like letting me be able to do the things that I want to do outside of work. Yeah. So like the late nights and. That shit is a lot of work and it's yeah. tiring. Like yeah. it's really tiring, but I love it. I don't complain. Right, right. Yeah. So, so where are you originally from? So, I was born and raised in Harlem um, by a South African mother and a West African father, mm. specifically in Guinea. And yeah, a lot of people actually, a lot of people think like I was born in South Africa and mm. I came here and lived here. Mm. That's not even the case. But luckily, like my mom was able to instill that African culture in me because I lived by my mother. Yeah. And uh, my father played his part as well. But my mother, like, she always made sure like it was Africa inside mm. and South and America, sorry, Har- Harlem outside. So yeah. I think that's why I was always able to um, be able to have this like knowledge of. South Africa and like really be woke on whatever mm-hmm. is going on in my country. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people get confused about that, but I still like I feel like I'm more South African than anything. Yeah, just African. Period. Yeah. You have knowledge yourself. Yeah, you know exactly. That's real. That's real. Mm-hmm. And um, where in Harlem specifically? 
Uh, I live on the west side, uptown on the hill, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Harlem. I'm, a, I'm, I'm very Harlem at heart. Like, as much as I'm South African, I'm very Harlem at heart. And yeah. yeah, I live on the hill, Sugar Hill, actually. Yeah. 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 Have always lived there? Always. Wow. I will never leave. Yeah. Like, Brooklyn is cool or whatever, but, <laughs> you know, I'm, honestly, I feel like I should move to Brooklyn just to, like, experience it, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> Where do people assume, like, even though they, if people they know, think know, I'm from Brooklyn? Yeah. Because I'm always there. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, legit, they're like, oh, where are you? I'm like, I'm going home. I have, like, an hour train at home. <laughs> so, I have things to do. And yeah. it's, it's honestly taking a toll on me. I'm honestly tired of Brooklyn. Really? I'm tired of Brooklyn, yes. I'm <laughs> tired explain, of having explain. to travel. You know, I love Brooklyn. A lot of my friends are from Brooklyn. Yeah. Um... A lot of my gigs are in Brooklyn. That's, that's true. That's, what, that's usually when I see you. Yeah. yeah. Ma- majority of my gigs are in Brooklyn, and yeah. that's where the money is. People in Harlem, like, clubs in Harlem, is like, Harlem is very black. Mm-hmm. It's still very African-American, so, like, if you do play, like, African music, you have to go to, like, African clubs, mm-hmm. which in Harlem, they're about, there's... There's really the shrine and there's Silvana. Silvana, yeah. Yeah. On one sixteenth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Silvana yeah. was just whew, that spot goes up on a Thursday. Yeah. I was just there. <laughs> and um Yeah. And they don't really play South African house. Mm. And I mean it could have I used to play in Harlem a lot when I played like all genres of music. Yeah. But now that I only specifically play house, yeah. Everything is in Brooklyn. Definitely. For me. So yeah. that's where the money is. Which I don't mind. But I would like to get booked out in Harlem more so that I don't have to travel so much. I feel you. I but, feel you. <laughs> but, you know, when money talks, you know, right, right, I, right. I run. I hear you. I hear you so. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so growing up in Harlem, like, were you playing music? Were you playing an instrument? Or what got you oh, into yeah, music? Oh, yeah, actually. A lot of people don't know this. <laughs> yeah. But I played the violin for 10 Hold plus up. years. Okay. Yeah. Right. I played the violin and then I took a break yeah. um, once I got to college because I was tired of that shit. <laughs> I was like, honestly, I like I love classical music. I think that's where like yeah. I was able to like grow and get that knowledge of classical music. Mm-hmm. But my mom... I'm thankful for my mother because she put me in a lot of things like violin. I danced majority of my life. I'm actually planning on dancing again soon. Yeah. Yeah. I was just always, I was very creative. Like it was mostly like music and dance and I mm-hmm. sing as well, but um, yeah, I don't really sing for people. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, I sing hear you. for the Lord. <laughs> that's about it. That's it. Yeah. I think that's about it all by myself, but I, you know, yeah. I'm a little talented, yeah. you know. Siblings? Oh my goodness, I have five sisters and two brothers. Really? Yeah, I have a lot of sisters. So, so where do you fall? Like, are you younger? I'm older? in the middle, so it's... You go through it all, we're here for it. We got time. Okay, so, so <laughs> I only have half siblings. I'm I don't have any full siblings, mm-hmm. but I don't like the term half because that's corny to me. Absolutely. So, it's my sister Aisha... Then it's me. This okay. Let me go back. This is from my <laughs> father's side. Okay. Right. Right. So it's my sister Aisha. It's me, Khadija. Then it's Rakita. Then it's Hawa and Zainab. And then my brothers, Mamadou and Ibrahim. Mm. So that's like the Guinean side. Yeah. So then on my mom's side, it's just my sister, my elder sister Delana, who actually lived here but then moved back because she hated it here. Really. It's her. Then it's me. Oh. So. I mean, on my mom's side, I'm her last born. On my dad's side, I'm like the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, second to oldest. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. You know what I'm saying. But <laughs> I have a lot of siblings. Like, mm. It's so hard to keep up. With yeah. What, what was that dynamic like for you growing up? Like, did um, you just feel like as a, like a sort of middle child where you 
like <laughs> if, if you want me to keep it a buck right now all the way, all the way. if you want me to keep it a buck it was very from what i remember it was very very hard mm. for me my father's wife did not like me mm. my siblings didn't know who i was except for one who's like my very very close friend mm. like she's like my best friend like my closest sister yeah um because we're like not too far in age mm. she's 23 i'm 24 yeah so she always knew my elder sister always knew and my younger siblings like they were just like oh who is that you know so it was kind of difficult but i i do like that my mom always made sure that i was active in their lives Mm. and you know when you're young you know you don't really know any better so i can't really hold that against them yeah so we're all close now so i feel you i feel you And, and where were you going to school were you going to school in harlem or did you go downtown yeah so I spent a lot of my early childhood in the east side. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, the east side is different. I'm not even going to hold you. The east side is a different place of Harlem. Where specifically east side? For people who don't know. Okay, so... um, So, elementary school, Mm -hmm. I went to um, Central Park East 1, CPE 1. Mm -hmm. It's on 106 in Madison. Okay. Right where it used to be 106 in Park. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There. And then after that, for middle school, I went to Tito Puente which is on 110th and 3rd Ave. Yeah. That's, mind you. Right in Barrio. Mind, yeah. yeah. Mind you, when I, I left in 8th grade because, like, they got, like, an F for, like, the school grade. And I went to Robert F. Wagner in the city on, like, 76th Street mm-hmm. and some avenue. That was also cool. And then, yeah, then by the time I went to high school, that's, um, Tito Puente shut down. So mm-hmm. that school is no more. Like, it's done for. Because yeah. it's so bad. Like, wow. It was like I had a really great experience there. Yeah. But that school was crazy. I'm not people Be- on the east life side. Better life experience, not necessarily yeah, learning. Not yeah, I didn't learn anything, yeah. and I really don't like school as it is. <laughs> so I definitely wasn't learning anything. And then for high school, I went to a theater arts high school, so we were all classically trained for, throughout everything. So mm. acting, singing, dancing. Yeah. Um, which was on it was right in the middle of Times Square. Forty wow. third between seventh and sixth or something. Seventh yeah. and Broadway. Yeah. And then yeah. So were you playing violin throughout this entire yeah. time? Yeah. Yo, my friends could tell you every Monday I had my violin wow. on me. Yeah. Every Monday I had my violin on me. Um straight after school. I had to go there. I had my separate sessions with my personal um violin instructor instructor (laughs) and then after that we would do like a whole group session because me and that group we used to travel you ever heard of um opus 118 no i haven't tell me about that um basically it's just like a a, a, like a classical musical like people that play the cello violin piano there was actually a movie about it It it's called recently no it's an old ass movie and Meryl Streep was the she was casted as the woman who actually was my teacher. Wow. wow. And she the um she did a whole movie on Opus 118. You should Google it. I think it's called Music of the Heart. Wow. Music of the Heart, yeah. Yeah. So I went to Opus. Um I started violin in the second grade. I was pretty young. Yeah, so yeah. I haven't touched it in a little while. Yeah. But I can I still got it. And was it mainly classical music? Yeah, mostly classical music. Wow. Yeah. What was, um, what was that like? I mean, I feel like from what you do now, I wouldn't. I, I don't know if anyone would expect that you were like classically yeah. trained violinist. So, so for you, like growing up, what was it about classical music that you liked? Um, naturally, I just like music. So mm. for me, just listening to the harmonies and I think harmonies is what's really gets me mm. um, and melodies and 
that that was pretty much it. I just there's something about music that just resonates with me. Mm. It's kind of hard to explain because I don't I don't really know what to to say. Right, right, right <laughs> to right. be honest with yeah, you, yeah, it's, it's probably yeah. it's more unexplainable. Yeah, than it's anything. very unexplainable, but um. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm. Music is beautiful to me. So anything catches my ear. It doesn't really matter. But I'm glad I was able. That was able to really um, open up my music palette and just widen my horizons on like what music is. Mm. So I'm happy about that. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. Definitely. No, I, I fully agree yeah. with you. I feel like it's the same for me as well. Mm. Like I played the the stand up upright bass. Oh, nice. But like in classical mm-hmm. for classical music. Nice. And I fully understand what you're saying. It's like music really is music. Yeah. And whether you're playing it or listening to it, like it's something to experience. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, one of my friends, Dash Moon, we were just talking about that, how like music, it really resonates. Mm-hmm. Like those vibrations, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. You know, so like no matter mm-hmm. what genre you're playing, mm-hmm. certain vibrations sort of communicate. Yeah. Uh, with your body, physically. Like you feel what the music yeah, you is. You feel saying. it, yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes, like even when I'm playing like, like house music, if there's anything mm. that I love more, well, no, no, no. There's nothing I love more than house music. <laughs> So like if house music was a person I'd probably marry it yeah <laughs> and I love house and there's like sometimes house music honestly makes me cry sometimes mm, and it yeah. resonates with yeah, me like yeah. deeply Absolutely. and I don't know it's just an emotion you know it it's is. just how I feel at the moment I'm just like fuck this shit is good Definitely. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. even, like, it's even therapy mm-hmm. you know I feel like especially for our people mm. I feel like our music sort of allows us to sort of process right and it's very personal mm-hmm. you know so I, I fully understand that yeah. you know and for me as well I feel like even going to parties and events you know it's there to, to party quote unquote but mm-hmm. also it's there I'm, I'm there to, like, yeah, to, listen, to, to indulge and listen and I'm enjoy appreciate, yeah. mm-hmm. you know appreciate the sound so I'm mm-hmm. 100% with you on that yes. yeah yeah. Yes. so so like from high school what, what was the next step after that did you go to college or did you just start yeah, working or? I did <laughs> I went to college um, which I wish I could do it again not necessarily to, to do things better just to experience college mm. life because wow. it was you had a good experience. amazing <laughs> where'd you go um so my okay so as y'all heard in the in the in the beginning of this <laughs> i'm not a school person you know like yeah i'm i love to write yeah. i'm really good at english any if it's math history mm-hmm. geography if it ain't english i'm not getting it if mm-hmm. that's not english and reading i'm not getting it yeah so basically sucked <laughs> so my grades were trash in high school yeah, like yeah. honestly high school was a blur for me mm-hmm, i don't mm-hmm. remember much of it <laughs> like yeah, me and yeah. my friends we got into some bullshit <laughs> like but which i'm happy because i was able to really go into experience. college knowing some things yeah. but still being able to experience college the right. way that i did right, right. so i was like okay i can't get into like the schools that i want to so mm-hmm. let me go to community college mm-hmm. For the first two years, so luckily, I was able to go to community college. Yeah. Away. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I went to <laughs> TC three, which is in um, it's right by Ithaca. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in like in Cortland. Yeah, yeah. Right I went upstate. to TC three, yeah. mad ghetto. <laughs> so much fun though. I had a great experience. Um, I went to school for journalism. Mm-hmm. So um, I did that for the first two years, and then after that, I transferred to um, Buffalo State. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And did the same thing there. Nice. I was pretty involved in both colleges. What, what did I do? At TC three, I was part of. I was like the captain of the dance team. Yeah. Um, I did that. Um, I when I first DJed was in college. Really? That's when I first started DJing. Right, How so, could I forget that? All right. So yeah. So tell me that. Like, what what led you to DJ, or mm-hmm. what what even like got in you, or what was in you that you were like, this is something I want to do. 
so basically, um, it's funny because somebody asked me this, and I really had to sit back and think about like mm-hmm. how did I really start. Mm-hmm. So when I first started DJing, I started on virtual DJ. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like fucking around, trying out different things, mm-hmm. making like random mixes yeah. of stuff. <laughs> like I don't know, I just, just made like things. yeah, just trying stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, I started making mixes for our dance team. Mm-hmm. I did that. Um, it was like a simple cut and paste. Like it was yeah. like I was like, it was easy for me to catch on for, to like technological stuff. Like, yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah. So I was like cutting and pasting stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go on virtual. I don't know how I came across virtual DJ, uh-huh. but I came across it somehow. Mm-hmm. Down on virtual DJ was like making random mixes of stuff mm-hmm. like hip hop and shit. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be dead ass and take this seriously. <laughs> so luckily. Um, my roommate was also a DJ mm. and she had a bunch of equipment on her. Nice. So then um, we started doing our own parties. Um, I played like everything hip hop, reggae, soca, Afro beats, yeah. top 40 shit at right. like the college parties we had at TC3. Mm. And then, yeah, that was in 2013. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got started. Wow. That's it. Yeah. And I've been doing it ever since. So now it's the sixth year. Yeah, wow. So so even that process of starting, like what type of party was it? Was it like a house party? Was mm-hmm. it like an actual like like event event or what was the situation like? It was like a variety of things. Like just imagine <laughs> like college. So basically yeah. the first party I ever DJ, I actually have a picture here I'm gonna show you. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. first party I ever DJ was at a house. Okay. Um at one of my friends' house. Um, and it's so funny that day um, we couldn't figure out how to get the sound on really yeah the whole party like we could not figure it out I'm like damn how the fuck you do this (laughs) and Right before that, um, my sister she had got me on my first controller for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I didn't know how to plug that shit up, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I know how to use it like on virtual DJ. So let me see if I can like transfer that same energy yeah. into a controller. So then my roommate she had her big ass controller. So I'm like, damn, from a small controller yeah. to a big ass controller. Some more buttons. Damn, it's more <laughs> shit. I gotta plug in. So I'm like, we. For majority of the party, yeah. we're trying to figure out the sound. Mind oh. you, people are walking in. Right, right, right. So then finally the sound comes on, it's lit. And then after that, we started throwing, like, parties in our dorms. We used to throw, like, like Ultimate Thirsty Thursdays and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, we were fucking alcoholics. <laughs> Ultimate Thirsty Thursdays. We used to have, like, jello shots yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. um... A whole bunch of shit Like <laughs> Yo Like And like games yeah. It was crazy yeah. And then After that We would do like So they had like The suites mm-hmm. Where it was like The off campus Students Throw like Wild ass parties In their rooms We yeah. did that And then one time We had a um, So This is when I had Got on the dance team Yeah We had like A, a dance show mm. And then we had An after party So I DJed that Nice um, yeah, so it's just like legit like college house parties, yeah. college parties on campus. And yeah. How, and how was it like like learning, like the learning curve? Because I feel like each time you did it, you probably felt a little more confident mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Like how was that that process of learning? Because I feel like people see what you do now, mm-hmm. they're like, you know, but they don't understand how long it took to get to where you, the skill level you're at now, you know? I'm not even going to hold you. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I've always been good. That's okay. <laughs> I've always been good, so, yeah. like, I naturally have rhythm, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I play the violin, I know, like, mm. funny enough, because even when I played the violin, I couldn't even read notes, mm. but if you played it to me, I could play it back. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's really it's easy. Yeah, it's yeah. an ear thing. Yeah. So, it's 
it's always been natural for me to pick up rhythm and pick shit up. Mm. So, like, when I first did it, I was like, okay, so if I'm playing this one song, mm-hmm. I should introduce the next song on the beat. <laughs> so, so, I'm so, like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. And I honestly, I've never... Mm. I've never really been bad. I'm not even gonna hold you. <laughs> I love it. I love I've it. never yeah. been really bad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think me even practicing on virtual DJ helped a lot. Mm. Cause then once the moment I got on the controller, it was easier because I didn't really have like a lot of options of buttons to press and putting shit on time or whatever. You knew what you needed. Yeah, I knew what I needed, and I needed that the controller, and I needed the things in front of me. Right. Yeah. Nice. That's just easy. <laughs> I like it. I like <laughs> yeah. It. yeah. And it's funny because somebody actually asked me how like how did I teach myself? I'm like to be honest, I don't even remember. Mm. I don't even know. Mm. Yeah. At all, actually. That's real. Yeah. That's real. I don't even know. No, and I feel like that's actually fitting because mm-hmm. I feel like when you're like naturally inclined to music in mm-hmm. general, certain things like that will just become more natural, mm-hmm. you know, because it's something you're already inclined to do. Yeah. It's just now it's just coming out of you. It's not even something that somebody had to teach you. It's something right. that was already within you. Yeah, I'm dead ass self-taught. Like, nobody yeah. told me this shit. Yeah. I had to teach myself. Wow. And people have it so easy these days. I'm like, kudos to you. But man, that shit was hard back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like... Mm-hmm. To be where I am now as far as, like, AQ as a brand. Like, people don't even know me as Khadija anymore. Right. They just know me as AQ. So, right, right. it took me a lot to even get to where I am. And I'm still trying to go. Yeah. And I'm still not, like... I'm happy, of course. Like, I love what I do, but mm. I'm not where I want to be. Right. So, after college, like, what was your next step? Did you say, I'm just going to work and then, like, eventually start DJing? Or were you, like, I'm getting into gigs right out of college? Or? So, I had stopped DJing once I transferred to Buffalo State. Mm. My mom, she was like, you gotta do your work, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So, I'm like, okay, cool. I was still, like, doing shit on campus. Like, I was active on campus or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But not as far as DJing, like, other extracurricular stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the moment I got out of school... um, like I jumped right into it. Um, I used to do like my mom's like birthday parties, yeah. church events, yeah. um, my uncle's birthday, like baby showers and shit like that. Family function. Family function. Yeah. <laughs> and um, wait, where did you throw them at? I mean, because my family also, our family from Harlem as well, mm-hmm. and we would do things at like the Boys and Girls Club mm-hmm. or even Rivers. Riverside River, State Park. Yeah, Riverbank. Riverbank. Yes, <laughs> yes, Riverbank. That big community and center. Yes. Yeah. It's so funny because, like, yeah, yeah. even before, like, I was just, like, the designated, like, DJ. So, like, I would, yeah, my friends could tell you, I have this really big um, Bose old-ass boombox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And I used to just, like, be the ones have to carry mm. it, bring CDs to mm. play the music for everybody. So I've always been like a the music person for yeah. every, everything. So then yeah. once I started taking it seriously, like I bought my equipment, mm. speakers and everything. We used to like do like events and shit. Um yeah. I don't to be honest, how did I even start doing the type of gigs I do now? Yeah. I don't even It's just been a natural Yeah, it's just yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's how like that's sort of how I live my life too. It's mm-hmm. like um it's just living. You know, you just live and you sort of realize what you're naturally inclined to do. Right. And then you mm-hmm. just, like, do it. And then, like, mm-hmm. people probably noticed you and, like, saw how inclined you were to sort right. of, like, curating good music mm-hmm. or even just appreciating it, like, like carrying the boombox. And, right. Like, you know, taking back when we had CDs and cassettes, like, really caring for those things. Yeah. And, like, 
I feel like now that's just paying off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you've already shown that like right. you love this. So yeah. It's like it's yeah, this is yeah, this is real life shit for me now. For real, yeah, for real. for real, yeah. Music is like it's such a part of my life and it always has been. Yeah. And it's not gonna go anywhere anytime soon. Mm, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean also what you've been doing is traveling as well. Yeah. So how has that been like just Oh my god, <laughs> yo, so one of my goals for this year was to get flued out. <laughs> And y'all, I got flued out. Talk about like, it. <laughs> yo, I got flued out. <laughs> I really got flued out, which is crazy. Because I was in South Africa, right? I'm like, damn, yo. Yeah. When I go back, what am I going to do? Whatever. Uh-huh. So then I get a little text or whatever. They're like, oh, can you come to Florida? I'm like, what? Of course. <laughs> it was all expenses paid, y'all. Yeah. I, met, I reached my one goal. That was like my top goal. <laughs> my top. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's really exciting. That's um, I've played in South Africa um, just off the strength of being there. What was that experience like? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I love South Africa. I go every year. Yeah. I never miss a year. Almost missed this year. Oh, word. Let's talk about it. I almost <laughs> missed this year. And I was very upset. Why? And, um, so I had just started working at Essence yeah. in November. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't know if they was going to give me the, the, the three weeks ago. Oh, um, yeah. I was do- there was some stuff going on with my family and stuff. Mm. And my mom was actually planning on moving back to South Africa for good, which oh, yeah. now she's not anymore. <laughs> she's moving next year. Okay. Mm. And I was like, damn, oh, I got to go. Mm. Um, I just felt like I needed to be there for some reason. Um, something in my spirit was like, you should just go. It's calling you. Yeah. Mm. And then, lo and behold, a week before I left, I got the money to go. Hey. And I was there for three weeks, and my job was like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead." Like the way that they said it was, it was just like, they was just like, "Yeah, like open the door, just put." Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, yeah, that's crazy." That's meant to be, Mm -hmm. you know. I feel like yeah, we go through those experiences where it's like almost up in the air, like still Mm -hmm. in question, but then like things just open up for you, you know. So so yeah, DJ in there, like. I, you know what the party scene and like the event scene is like here. What mm-hmm. was that like in South Africa? Oh my god, the energy is so different, yo. How so? Uh, especially since I'm playing South African music, like people just get it. Mm. So mm. the first time I played in SA was um, the year before last. What city were you in? Um, I played in Joburg and I played in um, Cape Town. Okay. I didn't play in Durban, unfortunately, Next which time. is Next the mother city for me. Like yeah. that's where home is. Mm. But um, when I go back, I'm definitely playing for sure. And yeah. that's like that. I need to play there. Absolutely. And it was just amazing. Like everyone is just the energy is unmatched. You feel it. <laughs> the energy is unmatched. Like I love DJing here. I love partying here. I love you know playing for people here. They, you know, I'm glad that the people that I play for have an open ear and an open mind, and they're willing to take it in. Mm. But the essay is instilled in us, so like everybody mm. fucks with it. Yeah. So, I mean, the and it, it it's not necessarily different, but I feel like in South Africa they appreciate it more. Mm. But it's still like Afro house is still a growing genre of mm. music mm-hmm. here. Like yeah. South African music, there'll be times where I'll be at a party and. They wouldn't even play it, period. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or they play like one song, some old ass shit. I know mm-hmm. you don't even fucking listen to no more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like some yeah, old yeah, ass yeah. song. And like even with like Afrobeat, it took them a minute to even play that. You know what I'm saying? So 
now that I have this platform I'm, and I'm able to even DJ South African music for people that have never heard it before right. because we're in an era where people are open-minded and they do want to learn about new shit and about black culture yeah. it worked out absolutely I mean I, I feel like that's that's sort of what I also want to see as well like for, for you like what has been your perspective in just seeing it grow here through DJs like yourself and, and people who've sort of been like you know, sort of standing for the authenticity hmm. of the music. Oh, oh, they fuck with it. What? <laughs> Yo, people love South African house, which is crazy because yeah. when I first started playing, like I told you, I play like hip hop and shit and everything else. Yeah, yeah. But the moment I started playing house, people were like, oh, this is dope. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, listen, it's it's a beat and it's mm. a rhythm and it's a melody. Mm. If you can dance to it, mm. then people are going to like it anyway. I feel it. You yeah. know, and South African music hits pretty hard. It so, yeah. um, people love it more than. I thought they would yeah cause yeah. house has always been here right um it's always been an underground thing like Black Coffee has been playing in New York yeah. like these big events are nothing like right, right. the small events that he used to do in like underground clubs and like whatever the case may be I was underage I was in them parties <laughs> I don't know how I got inside but off of the strength of just yeah. that just being there and just being able to experience that was like a blessing mm. for me mm. and I guess that's when I got my real like real taste of like house mm. And it's always been here. It's always been like an underground scene, but now it's becoming commercialized. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in South Africa too, like commercial houses, like you make your money off of commercial right. houses because right, right. the the um, the back room producers they like they, they don't really have money mm. or the time or, or whatever the case may be or the resources to make music that will make them money. Yeah. Um, but luckily we have you know people like Black Coffee and um, Shimza and Gulo the Song and different people that are you know making this music that people can hear you know Babes or Dumo and yeah now people are able to like and the internet is helpful man back in the day it was fucking hard yeah to even get it or whatever the case may be but people who receive house really really well mm-hmm. play it in places like Lebanon where it's like mm-hmm. you know it's like a a huge spot yeah and it's beautiful too yeah. even that that Lebane party that you guys throw I feel like you know you yourself MoMA like mm-hmm. others you guys I feel like you guys are doing a, a really great service mm-hmm. so I feel like what you guys are doing is really important in that sense yeah, yeah. and to be honest I'm thankful for like people like MoMA and Maine mm-hmm. and even Tunes too DJ Tunes absolutely um, yeah. they yeah. definitely yeah and so many people um um, freaking Sunshine, Chaba, mm. all those people, they really, you know, helped me get to where I am as, you know, what you see now as who AQ is. But, um, yeah, LeBain, MoMA, like, they really, like, they really, like, help spread that culture. Yeah. Um, especially in a, um, in a scene that, like that. Yeah, you know, like a yeah, very, yeah. very, I call it scene Like a very scene yeah. type yeah. of, you know, <laughs> party where it's like, yeah. you know, creatives or like actors or whatever mm-hmm. shit and you know like yeah. it's really cool and yeah, um, yeah they're treating the music with respect mm-hmm. you know I feel that that's what I hear at least it's mm-hmm. like I hear like you know people like valuing and respecting mm-hmm. like the sound I just said that but yeah yeah no it's true though it's really yeah. really true you know mm-hmm. it's, it was hard to bring in at first people don't you know mm-hmm. a lot of the events that I did when I just started doing house were like strictly South African events mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. it would be like a South African Independence Day or yeah. a South African Youth Day or Mandela Day or like something very specific very like specific, yeah. even like um cuz my mom works at the um, South African embassy so mm-hmm. like I would DJ events like that like you know it would just be South Africans right right so 
Yeah, yo, it's, <laughs> it's we got a long way coming. Like, yeah. Yeah, I still got a lot of shit I gotta do, but yeah. Do you want to um, do any more traveling? Like, do you want? Oh, to go? what? Of course. <laughs> what? Where else do you want to go? I want to get flewed out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> One of my, <laughs> sorry, I might get a last word. Hey, hey. But I need to get flewed out though, for real, for real. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hit like you know, like I want to go to Europe because mm. Europeans are really into house. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I want to go to Ibiza. Mm. Is it Ibiza or Ibiza? I, I'm not even going to embarrass myself. Ibiza, I, Ibiza, I, whatever. I, I, I've there. Ibiza. Ibiza. I've heard that. See, I'm <laughs> off anyways. I'm off anyways, but y'all, y'all know the vibes. So. Yeah. Um, I just want to travel, but Europe yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Europe yeah. for sure. Definitely. South Africa, I will never miss because I go every year. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's inevitable. That's going to happen regardless. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, but... Book me. Yeah, it's gonna happen. So, so <laughs> how, how can people find you know the events that you're doing, and also if you're like releasing any mixes, how can they find that? Um, so I'm on Instagram. I have Twitter too, but to be honest, ah, uh, that's just like my like I'm looking at videos and stuff. <laughs> but uh, if you wanna like get more info on me and what I do, um, I'm on Instagram at DJ AQNYC. I post literally everything on there and more um because i like things <laughs> and yeah but if you want to follow me i'll follow you back but yeah i, I really appreciate just like you know even oh, wait, i didn't even say my name oh yeah go yeah wait it. my instagram name is dj aqnyc i'm sorry i'm bugging <laughs> dj aqnyc <laughs> i was like wait for yes okay all right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's real. that's real no yeah so so yeah i'm really like looking forward to seeing how, how you just continue to build i feel like Thanks. you know the the events that you're doing and also just like also more of the traveling mm-hmm. i feel like it's gonna be it's like perfect timing because i feel like the music that you're creating and, and sort of like even curating i feel like it's it's like the timing and people's receptiveness is just matching up at the right time. Mm-hmm. So I just see you just continuing to build on that. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see how, you, how far you can take it. You Thanks. Know? Absolutely. Thanks. I appreciate it, yo. Definitely. Man, yeah. We yeah. Were, we're going to do this for a minute, too. I know, right? right, right yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I feel like now's the right time, so. Yeah, people actually really fuck with me, which is crazy. <laughs> you know, people really fuck with me. And, I, and I, I'm always, like, I'm always forever thankful, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. people could have just really been dubbing my shit. Mm-hmm. But people really fuck with me, and I appreciate it, and I fuck with y'all. It's you know? quality, so. Yeah. It's easy to fuck with quality. Hello. Hey. <laughs> That's the true tea. <laughs> All right, well, thank you once again. This is Taj Alexander with my friend. Khadija or AQ. And we're out. Thanks again. Thanks. To find out more about The Open Canvas, Hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at theopencanvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander.